Hello, welcome to the Loney Show. I'm your host, John Loney. In this episode, I haven't brought on regular today because I just don't feel like it. But for our guest, she's from Ontario, Canada. She was a retired HR manager and she's doing a job interview coaching. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Carrie Lynn Hudson. Hi there, how are you? Going great. How's life? Life is good. We still have snow here, do you? Um, it, was, it snowed here weeks ago, but not anymore. <laughs> this, this, here's the thing. Why now it's snowing when we wanted snow during Christmas? Like, keep, stop stealing our snow, Norway. Oh, my days. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Just go with the flow. For sure. Spring is oh, coming. Yeah. Yep. Spring is coming and it's going to be beautiful. Fabulous. So tell me more about what you do. So I'm a job interview coach. I help people prepare for those nerve wracking interviews and help them calm their nerves and actually know what they're going to say when they walk into that room or they turn on that virtual camera. Hmm. Okay. And what, what is it you teach your clients when it comes to interviewing for a job of their, of their choice? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's a few steps. So I thought I'd walk you through a couple of them. And I know you love humor. So I thought of a few silly examples that I've had to deal with. Okay, go ahead. Um, so the first one is that people need to know the job that they're applying for. It seems a little strange, I know. But um, often interview candidates are not ready. And when they get asked the question, so what are the roles and responsibilities of this job? It's really bad when they start listing job details that actually aren't in that job. This can, yeah, I know, right? Like oh as a panelist, God. yeah, as a panelist, it's really hard to keep a straight face. When um, the person starts telling you about things, then things are really excited about. Um, teachers who are really excited about teaching sports, but that school doesn't have that sport as a program. In fact, they hate that sport. They're not football fans. They're basketball fans. So gloating about how great of a football coach you are probably won't go over that well. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, I know. So people need to spend some time on actually reading the posting and the job description of what they're applying for, because that can really help. And it gives you a ton of hints of what they might ask you about. Okay, great. Well, what got you into preparing people for job interviews and what you're doing right now? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I've spent years as an HR manager. And so I was actually the one on the other side of the table, the one that writes all the interview questions and the one that has interviewed literally hundreds and hundreds of people. And it was really rough sometimes watching people, you'd seen their application and you knew they had the qualifications for the job. But then when they came in, sometimes nerves got the better of them or they didn't answer the questions right. They didn't even ask like what you were asking it for. They didn't understand it. And so they literally bombed the interview. And it was, it was hard to watch. Um, you know, I want to run over and give them a big hug, but I can't because I'm the interview panelist. So I decided to start a company where I can give them that virtual hug and build up their confidence, 
teach them how to understand the interview questions we're asking and then work with them. Sometimes one-on-one, -on -one, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching um, to actually figure out what their best examples are. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty handy, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, when, when you do help with your clients, what, what is the most common question they always ask you? Um, usually it has things to do with interview questions that they feel like they've bombed before. Um, the question, so what is your greatest weakness is never one that people really want to answer. Or if they have answered it, they've kind of disclosed information. Maybe they shouldn't have disclosed, like telling them that, you know, I have a really hard time waking up for my alarm in the morning. So I tend to be late for work a lot. That's not a great one to give in your interview. Okay. So, so what what things have you done as as you were once a HR manager? Yeah, so as an HR manager, um, I ran a lot of uh, promotional competitions. So I wrote packages for people that were competing for really high senior management jobs. Um, and then I interviewed people who were brand new into organizations, who wanted to move from like a part-time job to a full-time job who wanted to change careers completely and flip and go into um, a different kind of job. So I've got a lot of really practical experience that I can help candidates with. And candidates I've worked with, they've had the most fascinating jobs they've been aiming for. Things like um, medical college, uh, teachers, uh, radio broadcasters, um, wastewater management, policing, firefighting, uh, management positions. So it's been a lot of fun. I learn every single time I work with a client. Okay. So did you do any other jobs before that? Before HR manager? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had a pretty diverse uh, career path, actually. My first job was that of a police officer. I was a police officer for 17 years. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so I else? think... Um, no, I've been a teacher. I, I did a lot of training, did a lot of teaching. Um, I'm a mediator. I'm also trained to mediate conflict. So how it kind of helps is that I can um, often relate to the client. And if they are trying to flip from one job to a completely different job, um, you know, I can tell them how to do it because I did it. I went from policing into HR senior manager. So that's a quite a, a big span. Um. And the key is just really understanding what they're looking for the job and then having all those key skills uh, figured out. So I've actually created a bunch of YouTube videos. I have a YouTube channel called Carrie Lynn Hotson Job Interview Coach. And I've created videos based on questions candidates have asked me so that I can better um, inform people on how to prepare for them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with the advice you gave to your clients, how successful were they in taking what you've given them and to get the job that they want? Yeah, that's a great question. I just wish often I could be that fly on the wall in the interview to watch and see how it's actually going down. Um, but candidates have always told me, um, you know, despite the fact sometimes they don't get the job they were shooting for, they felt 100% more confident. They felt 100% more organized. 
And even if they didn't excel at every question, they could almost figure out why they didn't and what they needed to work on. Or maybe it was literally like experience that they don't have right now. So now they know what they had to gain. Um, but I've definitely had candidates get those jobs of their dreams, including firefighting, which is a really tough one. Um, so it's been exciting. It's I'm always a cheerleader in the background waiting for their text to hear how the interview went. Okay, great. So what do you like about what you're doing right now? Um, probably the fact that I get to teach people. Um, I've always loved teaching. And so one of the hardest parts of being an HR professional was that you have to be remain completely objective and non-biased. So you can't give people hints during the interview. I can't give you marks for things you don't say. Um, I can give you some feedback afterwards if it's allowed and only kind of brief because I have to ensure whatever I'm providing to you, I'm providing to other candidates. So being the interview panelist, you know, is a tough job. And now being the interview coach, I, I love it because now I get to be the one to stop you midstream and say, I have absolutely no idea what you're saying, or that was a confusing mess. My feedback is tough. I'm not uh, there to hold your hand. I'm there to coach you and help you out. But we usually have lots of laughs. Interesting. Great. So what, what was life for you growing up? Growing up? Well, that's a cool question. Um, see, now you're throwing interview questions at me. Uh, growing up, I grew up, I moved quite often. Um, my dad was in banking and government, so we moved a lot. Um, but I do like living in the country. And uh, I currently live on a farm. I have about 140 acres. We have cattle and horses and dogs and tractors. And it's a lot of fun. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So did you have any role models when you were young? Mm, for sure. And, you know, it's interesting when you asked me about a role model and I was thinking about interview coaching and my dad was definitely my first interview coach. My dad was uh, in municipal government. And so I can remember literally driving in the car. I think I was about 15 and I was going for my very first kind of professional job. I was applying to be a dispatcher with a volunteer fire department. And he was literally coaching me. He was asking me those tough questions and I would have to answer. So why are you the ideal candidate for this position? What are the roles and responsibilities of this position? How will you explain how you deal with conflict? And, um, you know, it really worked. Those skills that you gain in understanding interviews, you always have them. Um, and that's why I tell people too, if they invest in, um, you know, doing some of the services or taking an online course that I have on my website, you're never going to lose it. And you can use it every time you apply for another job. And that's literally what my dad taught me right from the age of like 15 and 16. Wow. Mm -hmm. that, that, that is, that's a pretty good life you lived. <laughs> it has been a great life. Yes. Yeah. So, so of course you, it clearly seems that you've always had uh, a thing for interview, helping with interviews and always wanted to do like do interview coaching. Was that the case or whatever? I don't know. Um, I think I've always wanted to teach. Um, so I've taught on a lot of different subjects, um, everything from teaching people interviews to teaching people how to coach other people to leadership skills 
to even effective presenting. I've done courses on how to present in public because we know that lots of people have a fear of that. Um, and I just love working with people and watching them go from, you know, a nervous, disorganized mess to really excelling and being proud of themselves. There's nothing better. Yeah, I, I can certainly agree to that. So what, what, so hold on. Um, what, what bad habits do you have right now that you want to get rid of? Bad habits I want to get rid of. Um, probably trying to push myself to be perfect. I think um, having a YouTube channel definitely taught me that. You cannot be perfect. Those videos are not going to be absolutely stellar in um, all aspects. And sometimes you just have to let go of the reins and try it and get better as you go. So that's yeah. what I'm working on. Yeah, I certainly agree. No, not everyone's perfect. We all, we, we all make mistakes and slip-ups at times, but it's those mistakes and slip-ups that will only make you grow further and further and further. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And that's exactly the approach I want people to take with their interviews. Exactly. If you, yeah. If you didn't do well, if you fail, don't look at it as a failure. Look at it as it's just your next step. What'd you learn? What do we still have to learn? And let's do it. Great. So what, what was the last thing you searched up on Google? The last thing I searched up on Google? Probably you. Really? I wanted, yeah, I wanted to check it out. Um, just like interviewing, right? I want to know about oh, yeah. the job that I'm applying for. So I wanted to know about a little bit more about my podcaster. Okay. Well, that's, that's great to hear. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, yeah. So what is the best pair of shoes you own? Hmm. That's a good question. I've always wanted a pair of Doc Martens. I haven't had a pair since I was 19 when I waitressed. And those shoes were purple. They had to be black. But I didn't have enough money to buy black ones because they're really expensive. So I stained them black and I would have to restain them every two or three times because I was waitressing. And if you dropped anything like, you know, water or anything on them, some of the purple would start to show through. But they were by far my my favorite pair of shoes. Oh, OK. So, Do you have any Doc Martens? What? Do you have any Doc Martens? No, I don't have any Doc Martens. <laughs> They're great. But I do have a couple. I do have a couple of trainers, though. Oh, there uh, you go. Oh yeah, yeah. Most most of them are black because uh, it's a uh, it's it's a dress code thing for uh, the course I'm doing right now. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So, how much time do you spend on the internet? Mm, right now, I would say honestly quite a bit. Probably four or five hours a day because I'm trying to get. Um, my current website ready, my next website ready for another job that I'm starting called Inspiring Organizational Growth. And I'm searching up, I do a lot of research on YouTube. What a fantastic resource that is. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So yeah, I would say I do quite a bit on the internet and social media right now. There's a lot you can learn on there. Okay. Uh, tell me more about this new website that you're making. So my new business is called Inspiring Organizational Growth. Um, and guess what, Jamie? I'm writing a book. Oh. Yeah. Now okay. that 
that's been a great challenge. And it really goes well with your question of, um, you know, what was one of those weaknesses I had to let go of? Um, you have to be open to a lot of input from your editors. It's now in the fourth level of editing. So you can't be stuck up on you think what you wrote was perfect because it's not. Um, my book is called Knowing Who You Lead. And it's got 20 lessons in it for leaders, organizational heads um, to really understand the people that you're leading. Um, because after all, as employees, we would like, you know, our employers to know us, to understand us, understand our needs and interests. And the more they do, um, statistics show the more likely people are to stay with their organization and grow with that organization. So I've used a lot of my strategies, again, from my teaching and my facilitating and my experience of 25 years to help leaders. I give them lots of tips and um, lots of the things that I didn't do right, tell them um, suggestions on how they can do it. And it was a lot of fun to write. Wow. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. <sighs> Yeah, what big is... shout out to uh, Friesen Press. They're out of BC here in Canada, and they have been fantastic to work with because I'm self-publishing this book. Oh, okay. That that's wow. That's amazing. That's a lot. There's going to be a lot of work to do, but it will certainly be worth it. I hope so. Yeah. So, what is the craziest, most outrageous thing you want to achieve? A TED Talk. I think that would be awesome to actually do one. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a little ambitious, but you know what? You don't uh, know what you can't do until you put yourself out there and try. So, yeah, I'm going to set that as a goal. That's great. Love, love to see people trying new things. Mm hmm So, what, what is your biggest regret? Oh, that's a good one, too. Actually, I just listened to a podcast with Brene Brown about regrets. And... They said that the things we regret are the things that we didn't do, not the things that we did do. Okay. Right. So I think that's one of the reasons that I've pushed myself to actually start this business, um, both, you know, expanding my job interview coach business and striving to write that book and start inspiring organizational growth because I didn't want to regret not doing it. I've always wanted to try to be an entrepreneur. It's really, really hard, but um, I didn't want to regret it. So I'm doing it. Okay, great. What's your strangest hidden talent? Mm, the fact that I can roll my tongue. Can you? <laughs> I guess I can't show you that on a podcast. Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I think <sighs> those are fun games that family plays. Hey, can you do this? you know, and move their body in some weird contortion or, um, yeah. So rolling my tongue, that's probably, probably one of my weirdest habits or strangest things I can do. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Who was the last person you talked to? My husband. He just left. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. What was the biggest risk you've ever taken? Mm, probably taking on the job of police officer. It's risky in a whole bunch of different ways. It was a really tough thing to compete for. Um, you take risks every day in that job, but one of the most rewarding things I've ever done, 
um, because you get to have the chance to meet people that the rest of society never really gets to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. So if you could host a talk show, who would you bring on? Renee Brown. She's awesome. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Have you read her na- her last book, Atlas of the Heart? Oh, no, I, I haven't actually. Oh, it's good. And when we talk about things like regret and shame and embarrassment and uh, absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. So have there, have there ever been interesting people that you've met? Hmm. Well, I'm meeting you today. You're pretty interesting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wouldn't say like, I don't, I haven't met a lot of quote famous people, but I would say that when it comes to interesting people, yeah, my entire career, I've had the chance to meet interesting people, both in policing and, um, you know, my clients, when they come into my job interview job and as an HR rep, I met literally hundreds and hundreds of people that were applying for jobs and, yeah, I love humanity. I think people are extremely interesting. And I love when they have the courage and the bravery to, you know, shine their unique self, be their authentic self and show me who you are. Yeah, that's great. So where do you where do you see yourself 20 years from now? <laughs> I'll be 70. So <laughs> let's hope I'm vacationing um, and surrounded by lots of grandkids and hopefully still having impact. I think your legacy in life is how you impact other people and what you've taught and inspired other people to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which flavor of ice cream do you wish existed? Oh, do I wish existed? Now there are so many flavors, that's a tough one because they probably, I will say something and then the people will say, well, that does exist. Anything that combined caramel, peanuts, peanut butter, and maybe fudge. So I didn't even know what we would call that, but it sure sounds good. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there's, there's any ice cream flavors with that kind of combination. So uh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Well, maybe your listeners can let us know if they have uh, the title of it, then we can order it. Yeah. Yeah, that will be, be delicious. Mm-hmm. Yummy, yummy. Do you like spicy food? No, I do not. And my kids will attest to that. I am not very good with spicy and I am not good with sour. They oh. jokingly gave me one of those um, warheads, I think it's called, a candy that's like super sour. And I had it in my mouth for less than a quarter of a second and spit it out. It was horrible. So, Oh, oh my. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with either. Uh, oh, oh, that's unfortunate. I mean, in contrast to that, I'm actually I'm very good with spicy food. In fact, I Are crave. You? Oh yeah, I crave spicy food. In fact, I went to McDonald's and I ordered uh, the chili cheese bites, uh, which has a bit of cheese and a bit of chili peppers inside. And uh, when when my dad ate it, he said it was a bit spicy. However, when I ate it, I was like, hmm, that's all right. A little a little bit of tingle singleness but nothing else but yeah that's uh, pretty good do you like to add hot sauce and uh other condiments to your food to make them hotter oh yes yeah i'll do i'll do anything to get that hot sizzling sensation in my body 
Is, nice. this, what, is this what, what I crave for? I just crave spicy food. Even if it kills me, I still want spicy food. What's oh, your yeah. favorite hot sauce to add? Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. It, there's there's so many options for chili, for hot sauces, but I want the hot sauce that contains the chili ghost pepper. Oh, wow. Yes, that that's my favorite. Good for you. Oh, yes. It's uh. It's immaculate in its uh, sizzliness. I probably will not be joining you for a meal of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you consider yourself to be an extrovert or an introvert? Oh, definitely an extrovert. Um, I love communication. I love um, dialogue with people. I'm the one in the class that, you know, loves the group exercises and loves to um you know speak on subjects if you're invited to but as a teacher i definitely had to learn that you just because that's your um you know preference it's not the preference of everybody in the class and so when i teach i'm really careful to make sure that i'm hitting all the learning styles and if i have people that are introverted in the class make sure that I'm giving them the opportunity to read assignments beforehand or not have to participate, have the ability to pass on exercises if they want to, because you want everybody to be comfortable and everybody to learn and not be completely stressed out that the extroverted uh, teacher is going to be asking you to speak out in public. Yeah, I agree to that. Yeah. Okay. What kind of music do you listen to often? Country. We, uh, we love country music. Okay. Okay, that's nice. Is there any other? Is there any particular artists that make country music you like? Um, I like a lot of the older stuff. Actually, we were just listening to Johnny Cash last night. Do you know who that is? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, Johnny Cash uh, had a famous song called "Saturday Night," um, and it was a Saturday. It's a Sudbury Saturday Night, and I live in Sudbury. So, um, yeah, that's a famous one that we all enjoy. He's a, a great artist, and it just shows you that music can move beyond the decades. And I like when you see a song that, you know, you danced to when you were a teenager, and now your teens are blasting it from their car. I think that's a pretty neat thing that music can do. Okay. So, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Hmm. I think probably here because I love my home and I love my farm, but I also love to travel. And there's so many places that um, I want to see. I love the East coast of Canada, absolutely beautiful. And the people there are absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm looking forward to potentially traveling to Scotland because I want to see um, that culture as well. So hopefully we're through all this, you know, non-travel nonsense and we can start to explore the world a little more. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. What was the strangest dream you've ever had? Oh, that's an easy one. I was probably about seven and I had watched the movie The Wizard of Oz, which I thought was terrifying. And my dog was in my bedroom and she was scratching at the door to try to get out. And I thought it was the witch that was scratching 
And I was so scared. I can remember, I mean, that's how much it impacted me. I was just a little kid and I can remember being so scared and trying to call my mom. But you know, when you're so scared, your voice won't work mm-hmm. and you can't get it to. And so finally I was able to, you know, let out a scream and my mom came, but it was just the dog. It wasn't the witch. She wasn't coming to get me, but I never forgot it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> that's, that's a lot to take in. I know when I, from seven years old, I mean, that's a long time ago, but yeah, I hate that. Oh yeah. What is the best way to stay motivated and complete your goals? Have a purpose every day. Okay. I think think it's important to, um, yeah, find your focus, find your purpose, um, set up what it is you want to do to accomplish it and just do it. That's great. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Kerry, talking about your work as a interview as an interview coach, uh, HR manager. You worked as a police officer, and uh, everything else. It's been amazing. It has. I really enjoyed it, Jamie. Anytime. And until next time, stay tuned for more. <laughs>